Welcome to season three of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. I'm Kim, and I play Flossie Lee. You don't need to space the baby. Here's Steve, and he plays Dr. Arthur Ezekiel III. Maybe this isn't a good idea. This is Christy. She plays Rin Hudson. I have killed men for less than that. Here's James. He plays Hentel. I mean, I've used it. It's pretty nice. I mean, it doesn't match these magic fingers, but it's pretty good. And this is Chad. He plays Gideon, Nyko, and Wade. I have, I have fans like Coral. Let the chaos begin. We are back for another episode of the Chaotic Goodness so Podcast. Sorry. <laughs> We're so sorry. We're not sorry. Wait. None of our chaos contributors are sorry. No. Uh-uh. You shut up. You did this to us. So just to, just a recap, uh, Steve, would you like to let us know what, what happened in the last episode? Well, it was going to be real boring. <laughs> it was just going to be nice and flossy working out aggression and me typing a nice report. And nothing, nothing was going to happen. And then the waste recycler malfunctioned. And so I went to repair it and I did. No, I fixed it. You said so yourself. And, uh, but I, I hooked some things up incorrectly. And so after Flossie had finished working out and had gone to take her shower, suddenly there was spoop. Spraying from the shower head. Mm-hmm. The brown shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then she panicked, as as any one of us would. There was goddamn speckle matter everywhere. Right. And then she fell down in the shower and uh, got some in her mouth. Yeah. And then she uh, finally escaped from Gideon's shower. The shower got turned off. She she toweled herself off with Gideon's bed sheets. Then she went to the medical bay and used the decontamination shower. And then um, I started cleaning things up. But then the honey badger two? Honey badger two returned. And and I didn't want Gideon and Hentol on the ship to make fun of me again. So I told Wade to lock them out. And he did. And then somehow they got on board anyway. And then we had to wild jump. The wild jump went so poorly that there are now ghosts and ghost ships and shit leeches. Spleeches. Spleeches. Shit spleeches. Okay. All right. So I think that just about covers it. So we are picking up again like a few hours after we we all figure out what the. Well, after we all figure out what the hell is going on and the leeches were like one of the first things that needed to, to be taken care of, Gideon found out a good uh, a good solution by electrifying the hull. Nice. Yeah. Craft deploy. And We've done that he, before. he now has a lifelong fear of coffee. <laughs> and uh, so we're picking up again where 
everyone is in the galley to discuss our next move, and Gideon is staring daggers right at Zeke. What? Oh, you know what you did. So I, I, just, just don't even talk to me right now. I, I went into my room. I tried my best to. I said, don't talk to me. I demand an explanation. It's most. Stop talking. <laughs> most okay, no, I don't know. I'm going to rub your shoulders while this is going on. Okay. It's okay. So, He's in my own in defense, Flossie's the one who spread most of the shit around in your room. <laughs> and thus the finger pointing begins. <laughs> so actually, I'm just imagining Gideon and Flossie both staring daggers <laughs> at Zeke. I don't know. But. Okay. So yeah, that 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 it started spraying out of the shower head is probably my fault. But Wade made it sound like it was an emergency, and and I you know was working in the dark because it's not like I could bring a a light down. Well, I probably could have, but I'm still working in the dark. But it does that doesn't matter. There's an overhead light in the hatch. But I but there's two switches in that room, and one of them turns on the stirrer. Yes. And I didn't want to turn the stirrer on. Yes, it's, accidentally. it's labeled. But it was dark. How could I how was I supposed to read the labels? You have flashlights. I didn't have one. I do not want to continue talking to you. Can we please talk about what our next move is so we can get off of this goddamn ship? Um well, we we have a prisoner to interrogate. Okay, yeah, that that always makes me feel better. No, we have to get to uh, the meetup. Uh, uh, I forget the name. Star Fry Station. There it is. Thank you. Yes, we have to go there. We, are we still in the ta- same like time date group that we left? Oh in? yeah, no, we no no time passed since the jump. Okay, then nearest jump point seven days away. We'll head there. Well, no, we're in a completely different place, the location in space. We need to know where we are. So I can well. We have he has suite. well, he has Wade Wade uh, like the holographic projector thing happens at the table with the star charts and Wade's doing a lot of calculations and you know you see the chart and what's around you. So Hental, I want you to give me a navigation roll. So logic and navigation. Okay. So you can figure out the quickest route to a jump point that doesn't involve wild jumping. We're going to wild jump there anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> you boys like I get, I get, I get. So wild jumps are like our deck of many things. Except that it always is bad. So it's not a deck of many things. It's a, it's a deck, deck of, of terrible just, things. Just 30. a few really bad things. Sorry, what? 30. For 30? All right. Well, you. Okay. So it's not bad news. You are in a completely different sector of space right now you are kim name a faction what sector of space are we in pirate okay so we're in the neutral the neutral area that typically the order of fear patrol so we are in pirate space and so pirates being pirates like their technology isn't always kept up to date so the the jump point situation with navs and, and nav satellites and all that could be a bit dicey. Uh, let's see. Steve, roll a D6. Three. 
three days away from the nearest safe jump point. Okay. Three days it is. Let's go. All right. So you can just tell Wade to set a course for that. Yeah, I'm going to set go. a course for this area. And then there you go. And so Gideon's just still staring at you. I'm just going to go clean some more. I think that's best. I'm going to pour Gideon a glass of scotch, leave the bottle. Like He can- takes the scotch. He sips some in his mouth. He swishes it around and then spits it back out in the glass. I'm going to be disinfecting this thing for like ever. I'll be in my room and I'm just going to go yeah. away. Yeah. 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 It's been a shitty day. <laughs> you don't know the half. No, no. This was, this was only nominally my fault. What? Flossie, don't look at me in that tone of voice. Gideon gets up and walks off to go somewhere. <laughs> so Kim's just crossing her arms and shaking her head at Steve. <laughs> this is great. You know what you did? It could have been any one of us. As he looks at you, Zeke, and says, "You I touched my up. nose. <laughs> I touched my nose." And she didn't respect the rule, the the nose touch rule. You're right. I didn't respect your stupid three year old game. You can stop touching your nose now, Arthur. No, I think this is the safest way for me to be right now. Okay, as he leaves, <laughs> combat Zeke leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy Ten too. They put on the outfits, they change. Medical Zeke. So, or, yeah. so after a tense. After a very tense three days, you make it to uh, a jump point and you activate the jump drive. Destination Star Fry Station. Yep. And then you revert back to real space uh, a week away from the station. That is the safest point. And so I'm, (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. Let's see how many days it takes for Gideon to start talking to Zeke again. Three days. So it's like three days and Gideon's talking to you again, finally. Good. It's not pleasant conversation, but it's, you know, it's just, it, it probably took that long to finally get the smell out of his room. So he can like, has, has a place to sleep alone if he wants to. It's been, it's, <laughs> I know, the, the Gideon needed a lot of distraction with a lot of like eighties media. <laughs> like we've watched like star Wars, like six times. The good Star Wars, not, you know, any of the bad ones. ones. Yeah. So Empire Strikes Back on repeat. Right. Okay. And so just because this is something that you guys have been striving to get to for a while now, you make it to Star Fry Station. Which, which, as we mentioned in the previous one of the previous episodes, like this station is famous for uh, it's like an 80s memorabilia museum, the 1980s, not the not the 38 80s. Right. Right. And luckily, we've all forgotten the 39 80s. Oh, thank God for that. Nobody wants to remember that. Good wine, though. Eh, Well, so you dock on the station and this. Uh, what, uh, did we ever talk about like what, what, uh, faction space the station is in? They maintained neutrality, didn't they? 
That was the purpose of that? Yes, that's right. It was a, a neutral station. So it probably is in neutral territory. So nominally pirate space, but still asserts its neutrality. If I remember correct, it was kind of like more like mobster setup, right? Was no, that, that was a, no, that was Aurora station. With mobster guards? Yes. yes. That was Aurora? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Starfries, we haven't done that. So actually, so here's an opportunity for us to talk about Starfries Station. So it has a museum. It's a museum station. No, so a station with a museum. It's a, but oh, it's, it's a, a station really no, with well a museum. museum. Okay, it's a station with a well-known museum in the neutral territory area. So let's let's talk about it. Let's what what are some interesting facts about this station? So everybody name one interesting thing about the station. Kim it has a um, really big um, functional atrium that produces quite a lot of the oxygen for the station. So it's very fancy. It's got all sorts of like uh, flora from all over the universe. So it produces its own oxygen, but mm-hmm. probably also like fruit and produce as yes. well. Naturally yeah, it's really grown. beautiful. Okay. Like waterfalls and fountains. And okay. Yeah, so really fancy. Nice aesthetic. Okay. James. Uh, the closer you get to the core of the station, the jankier like the build becomes. It's because the station originally was like three ships that like couldn't function individually, so they kind of welded together and set up shop, and then expanded until they could begin building a station off of it. So like the outer part and the atrium, super class, really nice. And then you get in towards like the core, and it's just like trailer park well jobs and duct tape and okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, scavenger type stuff. Okay, and Steve it's it's very close to like a um like a gas giant planet that has um all of these uh like ripples of of rainbowy sheen color for the upper atmosphere and so people come not just for the 80s museum and the the atrium but also just they'll it's like a tourist destination just to go and stare at the planet so it's okay. So it sounds like a, a really great tourist attraction. There's lots of things that would attract people to come to it. It's neutral, so it's not like there's like passports or anything needed. And the station probably can take care of itself security wise. So they they kind of run a tight ship, and this is kind of a you know tourist like an amusement park kind of thing. I'm guessing more or less all the security dress like. Disney bell hops at like a Disney hotel. Nice. I don't know what that would look like offhand, but you know, like that on general the hotel, feel. It's yeah. On theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be like an eighties sort of. Yeah. If because if they're partially famous for their eighties museum, then why not? Then why not? You know. So like loud neon color, like broad shoulders. Yeah, you have coats. to have shoulder pads. Right. That's required. Yeah. So yeah. Big be- hair is the mandatory this thing too. Yeah, they look kind of like triangles. Oh, uh, God, yes. So yeah. this is probably a relic from the time when Disney was its own corporation before it was bought out by Megatry. Yeah. So it's like a residual kind of thing. Okay, fine. So you guys dock at Star Fry Station, and we're here. And uh, so the the crew of the Unspeakable Moose and the Anteater we're going to meet you guys here. Was there a specific place on the space station you guys wanted to meet, or you could probably calm them at this point if they're here. Uh, I, I don't think we set up a specific place. So we're probably just going to calm them when we arrive. Yeah. 
Well, we could also say that you calmed them when you were on your way like a week, the week out from the station. So, yeah, because, yeah. Okay, so you get there, and it's probably going to be another day, a little bit over that uh, day cycle, uh, until everybody arrives. So you guys will just kind of do a down, a quick like sped up downtime type thing. So you all have like a day to yourselves on this station. That is a, a pretty nice tourist attraction. What would you all do? Hental can't deal with this throbbing headache and he's just going to go drink in his room in silence away from all the people. Okay. You've been having some really bizarre dreams. Yeah. Lately. Sleep like two hours a night at best. And then, Gideon was in there for a couple nights. I mean, not his fault, but seriously, the man's a fucking bed hog. It's funny because he's so small. I know, right? Yeah. He's tiny. He takes up three quarters of the bed. I wake up with feet in my kidneys. It's bullshit. Yeah. You know. So, so you're, you're not feeling too well. I mean, Gideon says, Hey, do you want to go check out the museum? Or? I'm not moving from this room unless it's absolutely necessary. Oh, Okay. I guess we'll, we'll, I mean, if we're going to be here for a little while, we can wait till you feel better. We can, uh, yeah, we'll try. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just going to like pull the covers over my head. You want me to lay back down? You want me to send Zeke in? No. Okay. No. no. Keep him away. I don't want any poop in my room. <laughs> oh, God, please don't remind me. Ugh. Anyway, so I'm just going to get off the ship and just enjoy yeah, being not be on the ship. Okay, what would Flossie do for her day? Um, I feel like Flossie would be wanting to... Um, she'd probably be pretty conflicted. Like, she'd want to check out the station, but also want to just not. Um, but she, at some point, she uh, she walks past um, Hental's room and feels the... Um, crazy energy coming from there. She would probably be pretty curious and uh, see if she can knock on the door. Uh, Autumn awake, even I'm asleep. Even sleeping. All right. Are you going to press it if he doesn't answer? Two, try one more time. Okay. So you knock and there's no response. Same rules. Even. Stayed sleeping. Probably not the best time. All right. So that's a no-go. Yeah. So she would um, go on to the station and see if she could find the atrium. Okay. So you go there and you just spend a day in oh, what's close to nature around here. It is really she, quite beautiful. Actual yeah, dirt. She would try to find the... Um, the uh Freevis display of plants and maybe just kind of sit there and okay so like mope. nice like water plants and mm -hmm. and other stuff okay yeah. cool all right okay and you're just going to chill and do your own thing and what is zeke doing with his time have have we told linus yet about the no well no i'm gonna set up a message to send to linus that is like, hey, don't really want to talk about it on an open channel, but we might be coming to see you shortly. Okay. I hope everything is well. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll fire that off into the void. Okay. Um, so you send a spee mail? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to go check out the 80s museum. 
and see if I can find, you know, like knickknacks and, and, you know, souvenirs for, for everyone else. Maybe clean up my image in the eyes of the crew. Yeah. Gideon is not going to go to the eighties museum because he's going to wait for, to go with Hental. So he's just going to, He'll do his own thing, check things out. I mean, he grew up on a space station, so he's always interested in seeing how they do things and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, so this is pretty much how you guys spend your day. And the next day, uh, the the the, the the unspeakable moose shows up. And so that means everyone is present. The badger gets hailed by the moose once they are done docking. What does the moose say? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. So, like, this is the next day. So, Hansel, you're feeling a little bit better. Like, the... The I have that morning spurt of energy before everything tapers off in the midday in the end. Okay. Yeah, so... The, the comms are going off. The the moose is calling you. <laughs> moose. Push hey, the button. Hey, at least it's not kicking the shit out of your car. And you hear Eliza's voice going, uh, irritated badger. This is the unspeakable moose. Hental, are you there? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm here. Great. All right. So we're here. Uh, all right. We were going to meet. Let's meet. Where are we meeting at? I don't know. I haven't left the ship. I think there's a bar nearby we should go to. Uh, I agree. We have Combat Zeke. He was super effective. Who? Ezzy. Oh. I've called him Combat Zeke. That's well, his I, new name. Uh, why? Because our Zeke is substandard and yours does combat. Why can't so. your Zeke be medical Ezzy? To you, our Zeke will be medical Ezzy because you knew Ezzy first. To us... Your Ezzy will be combat Zeke. Y'all spent a lot of time on that ship. All right. uh, Okay. So I will, I'll be waiting for you at the nearest bar. All right. So the rest of my crew, we, we, we got a lot to talk about. I think, uh, I think armor Schmidt is already there. Oh, perfect. I'll let him know to meet us there too. Okay. Okay. See you in what? 20 minutes. 30. I got to rally everyone, but 30. Okay. All right. We'll see you there. So you go. Uh, she signs off. What do you do? I'm like, is everyone back on the ship at this rate or still wandering about? I mean, we're is, sleeping is on the, the ship. Day? Yes, okay. the next day. So probably around breakfast time. Okay. I'm going to go to the chow hall and see if everyone's there yet or not. Okay. No coffee. <laughs> well, I ain't scared for my coffee. Okay. I'm going to try it every time. Just yeah, smell it first. It's fine. It's fine. Is that hazelnut? <laughs> it's like uh, maybe a little too nutty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, God, that's awful. Hey Zeke, taste this. He's <laughs> just designated taste tester. Tastes fine. All right, Glad so y'all I can are, help. Yeah, and since you're on a, a space station, uh, you know, Gideon just went ahead and had like real food delivered, so y'all are having like a nice real breakfast with like real it's meat. A fucking bacon. omelet. Yeah, it's an omelet. That's got that's real ham. That's not spam. Jesus Christ! Yeah. This is amazing. Well, I mean, one is ham, but one is spam, but not spam as in the space ham. Spam is in the 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 shitty ham slash speckling compound they made on Earth. Right. Yeah. Right. It survived. Yeah, the teriyaki kind. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there's like nice omelets and everything for everybody. And you know, so you show up, uh, Zeke, are you presenting everyone with gifts first or, or what? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I found, um, it's a little, it's a little miniature DeLorean. Okay. But it's actually fusion powered. <laughs> <laughs> so what does awesome. it do? <laughs> it explodes. It's powered for the purpose of. <laughs> who, fuck, who the fuck cares? I'm just curious. Making lights and sounds power, and generating 1.21. Fuck, this is the future. It probably flies. Can you push right? the button and make it say all of the little quotes? Yeah. Great Scott. Yeah. It also okay, doubles good. as a drone. Yeah, it, it the wheels flies. fold in. Yeah, it, goes. it flies around. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like limited intelligence, so it kind of right. does its, it's own thing. A little camera drone thing shaped like a flying fusion powered DeLorean. Yeah. It's intelligent enough to take commands, but not too intelligent to try to you know overthrow governments or things or, like you that. Know, <laughs> try to connect the water output <laughs> with the shit intake. <laughs> you know, not that right. Not intelligent enough to get in trouble. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, who are you giving that to? Uh, that goes to Gideon. Oh, he's like, oh, wow. Thank you. Someone's brow nosing. A little late for that one, isn't it? See what I did there? Double entendre. <laughs> Just wait till we get to it. I got you. Okay, poop shoes. <laughs> um, for Flossie, I got more tchotchke refrigerator magnets. I, I, I haven't come up yet with, with, with the cutesy nonsense that they say, but it's going to be- The uh, Oregon Sasquatch. What does that have to do with the 80s? Harry and the Hendersons? You've never seen that movie? I've oh, seen Harry and the Hendersons. Oregon thing? Yes. Well, yes, it takes place in Oregon. once, okay? I don't remember. Um, oh, you got her a Goonies magnet. It says Never Say Die. Yes. 80s Goonies, in Oregon. There you go. Goonies Never Say Die. And I know that it's not strictly 80s, but for, for Hentol, I found a bag of Kopi Luwak. A bag of what? Kopi Luwak. It's the civet poop coffee. God, oh, oh. the coffee that I have to digest the beans. Oh, okay, God. yeah, okay. See, it's funny, right? No, I thought it was fu- well. Uh, I'm going to go to the meeting now. Most social sciences say things don't traumatic things don't become funny until after 22.3 years. They worked for AIDS. AIDS became funny. It did after 22.3 years. I don't know. I still don't think it's funny. There's a whole South Park documentary about that. Anyway. So yeah. What's up? Um, so the moose is here and the unspeakable one, and we're going to meet at a bar. You just spoke about it. Sorry. I've been waiting. I have been waiting to say that, but we kept doing wild jumps. Silver platter. Here you go. Thank you. All right. Um, so yes, the unspeakable moose has arrived and they are ready to get their crew guy back, combat Zeke and talk, I guess something went down while we were not here for four months or whatever. So, you know, like time kept going or something. It's weird. So, all right. So, uh, let's go. Yeah. We got like 20 minutes. Let's go. Okay. All right. So everybody gets on over there to the bar. And when you get there, so there's, you know, Eliza and Francois and Roger and Luna is there. Luna looks like she had a rough night. The eyes are all bloodshot and kind of lethargic. Now, <laughs> Luna's been hitting the spopium hat again. Uh, 
whatever the fuck it is, whatever she's smoking, whatever. Uh, and uh, Yankoff and his crew are there too. And everyone is kind of in like a, it's like a corner of the, the bar area in here where there's like, like one of those, you know, those big circular booth looking things. Yeah. Where a lot of people can sit down or y'all can stand off in this little private corner and you like all the, show the up. The champagne room? Is it the champagne room or the bar? Sure. Whatever. So you all come walking in and the first thing you hear is Yankoff going, well, it's about fucking time. Flossie stops in her tracks. There was a delay with the wild jump thing. We fuck you, man. Just fuck you. Fuck you. You want help. I'm here to help. You roped me and my crew into this whole situation. Eliza just puts a hand on her shoulder on his shoulder and makes him sit down. And Eliza says, it took a while, but we're all back here again. Yeah. Okay. That is a thing. Jump mishaps happen. Sometimes it happens at the, to the best of us. It was just an unfortunate thing that it had to happen when it happened. Glad somebody here is reasonable. Right. We're here now. And we are here to talk about what we're going to do now that the Unidor is probably gunning for all of us. Oh, yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Yes. Although, on the plus side, it has been some time since we stirred up all that trouble. I mean, the moose, we've, we have actually had to dodge a few situations involving the Unidor. But it doesn't really seem like they're sending battle cruisers after us. Uh, that's good. We just left from a Union Space Corps black site in the middle of Unidor space that may or may not have decompressed and blew up. So that's a thing. Do I want to know? Well, you remember, uh, Senior Handsome Crazy Pants? Crazy handsome pants. What are we calling him? Old handsome and old handsome crazy, and senior crazy, crazy pants. So the the clone that lost its nut. Yeah, he's yeah. dead now. Oh, um, and he also put a hole in the side of that space station that isn't supposed to exist. That's a thing. How? Telekinetic, bro. Oh, he just just tore it up. Yeah, and died in the process. Yep. Okay, well, that solves one problem, I Kinda. guess. Okay, um, so, all right, so what's our next step? It sounds like you guys have the most experience with run-ins with the Unidor. What, what do we do? I am open to suggestions because I have no idea right now. <clears throat> Doesn't most of our experience include running away really fast? Or lying through our teeth. Or blowing things up. Uh, Razor, uh, Yankov's first mate, says, going to ground, hiding, uh, assuming assuming different identities, possibly. I mean, these are these are options. Uh, other options are to stick to the neutral zones, or stick with, you know, stick close to zones where the Unidor aren't welcome. I mean, that's an option. It severely limits 
you know, job considerations. And she looks over at Eliza, who doesn't seem too thrilled with that idea. Either that, either we hide and we we try to avoid them for the rest of our lives, or we take the fight to them. That's probably the only option, really. So where do we hit? I have no idea. I mean, the only, I mean, what would we hit? Would we hit like their base of operations or whatever? Nobody knows where that is. And hence all, immediately you get a flash of a vision uh, of just these inky black tentacles waving around. And then the image is gone. Uh, I've got to go. You guys talk without me. I'll be back. Eliza's like, you okay? Yeah, after a fashion. And I'm going to grab Flossie on my walking away thing. What? Hey. Shit, shit. shit. <sighs> I'm going to stay in the bar and go around the corner. Okay. Hey, you can do that mind ready brain thing. Well, yeah. Okay, I just saw a thing and I want you to see it to make sure I'm not like batshit crazy. Okay. Okay, can you look at the thing? Mm-hmm. All right, do you see the thing? Oh, what is that? I have no fucking idea what that is. What? What does it mean? No fucking idea. Why is it in your head? Uh, nearest I can tell, our psychic crazy pants friend. Mm-hmm. Um, put it there. Old handsome? Yeah. Why? Um, I'm still sussing out a lot of this. But in the midst of the failed merging, apparently, uh, handsome pants there, uh, got part of one of the Fentax subconscious and uh, kept babbling on about a message and a message and a message and he had to pass on the message and I said I'd take it because it seemed important and now he's dead and I'm carrying this thing. So I don't know what's going on here. So um, can I... That is literally all I've been able to decipher from this thing in the last ten-ish days. Yeah, I think the days? and Flossie, the only I the only try? way to well, I mean, you could, but the thing is that you would have to go really deep. And the last couple of times you've done that, number one, it's been very painful. Number two, the person has been out of commission for a while. And they didn't have it's, um, innate resistance also. Right. Yeah, so it could be less painful on a willing. But it's uh, also it's also definitely not something you can do like in five seconds right here in a bar. You're going to have to prepare. Well, I know. She's just asking permission to attempt to help him. Okay. We can try to work on that at some point. But that is the first decipherable thing. If you can call it. Uh, Inky Space Squid decipherable that I've gotten out of this thing. That's odd. Do you think it's just memories? I have no idea. And he said the message. The message. You've got to take the message. You have to take the message. And the message involves tentacles. Okay. Yeah. A lot of headaches, too. Yeah. Well, and hangovers. I mean. And I don't get hangovers, and I had hangovers. That's a. Uh, he probably downloaded a lot of information into your psyche which explains the headaches I mean yeah probably not ideal alright so you guys make plans to maybe kind of get more information out of your head at a later time yeah okay what, what do you do after that 
I'm going to go back to the table. Okay. And see if they've figured anything out. Right. At this point, when you get back, when both of you get back, uh, all three crews are arguing about something. Kim, what are we all arguing about? Um, the choice that you have to make. like. So, so some are going for, we need to hide, we need to avoid, right. and others are like, no, screw that. That's going to, number one, severely limit our job choices. And number two, you know, some people are like, no, we don't hide. You know, Gideon's like, I mean, I, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop till they find us. I mean, they seem to have a, a, a real, you know, a, a, just just they're obsessed with finding the clones. So, yes, we have we have um, we might have one of their scientists. No, we do have one of their scientists. He's just been locked in a cryo tube for well months at this point. And, and we need to go to a freebus. Right, the other guests. Um, oh god, that could be that. That could make the badger like a bigger target too because of right. Who else we have? So I mean, maybe we should wake up the scientist and get information from torture him. him for information. I, I didn't say torture. I did. Find or, out like or what? just hear me out. Um, psychic. I'll just, just get whatever you need. If he's unconscious, I mean, it's not like he's gonna feel it until you wake him up. Right. So, okay. So Gideon's like, yeah. So Flossie can rip whatever information we need out of his brain. Yeah. Um. And rally on the badger. Yeah. I mean, we we could do that. Um. I. I mean, we, we got to clean up a little before we have guests on. Everybody's just looking at us like, what? You're never scrubbing that away. No, I'm not I'm, just, I'm not talking about that. I just mean, we got like clutter and stuff we need to Who cares? This is it's, bigger than well, clutter. Well, I mean, I care. I take pride in our ship. We'll be fine. Blame poop shoes over here. It's his fault anyway. No, it isn't. It- anyway, so at this point, so Yankoff, he looks at his chronometer on his wrist and is like, so... There's some business I need to take care of on this station, so maybe we can get together, like, uh, say, a couple of hours. You you get the information, and then we all meet back at the Badger in a few hours, then we can talk about what we found out, or what you found out. Sound good? Okay. So, all right, so you do your thing, and then we will take it from there. Okay. Okay. I will... He looks like he's saying this begrudgingly. He's like, I will, I, I will, I will bring scotch. Okay. I will bring an extra glass. Okay. And so he, him and his crew, him and his and posse break head out. Yeah. And the, the, uh, the moose's crew, most of them just kind of like get up. And it's like, well, we're going to meet in a couple of hours. They got, we're going to go see the museum. And, you know, Gideon is, going to he's going to try to clean up and stuff too and tells you Zeke to come on with him and so uh, Flossie are you sticking around or are you leaving um no she would go she would go straight to the uh, scientist okay so you head off there uh, so and hence all you turned to, to go and Eliza stayed behind and as you before you turn to leave she kind of you know this is gently, but like she puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of turns you around. 
and she looks at you and then she slaps you across the face and says, this is for making me wait three months. I didn't have a and choice. This is for finally getting here. And she gives you a big kiss. <laughs> but you know, her being a feeling. So it's like a lot of like facial licking and biting and sensitive areas and stuff, but it's, it's rubbing her cheek on you and stuff. So she's like, all like I'm stroking some tail. Yep. So <laughs> wow. Okay. So she's, uh, giving you very passionate feeling kisses and so she's like so want to be alone somewhere your quarters let's do it all right all right so we'll we will just yeah there we go thanks for that james uh so we're gonna we're gonna fade to black for a bit uh flossy you're gonna extract some information we'll get to that in a minute but we're going to to come back in uh so Hintal and Eliza are in Eliza's quarters after some very, very passionate time passes. Now, I think at this point, you're both laying in bed. She's like on her side and she's like running her claws up and down your chest. Just kind of, you know, like in the basking in the afterglow. She's doing that. And then she says, so do you want to tell me what's been on your mind? I don't know what's been on my mind. Oh, really? There, literally, there's a thing in there that I don't know about. Um, yeah, it's a long story. Way too much to unpack. All sorts of fucked. So another time then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't go too far. Let's see what happens here mm-hmm. after that. So. Right. Yeah. After we find out what hap- what's what's happening, and we still got some time. She. Uh, I, I have a bag of catnip under the bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. There we go. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Hental is... There's a lot Hental has needed to vent, so... <laughs> we'll just say that much, okay? All right. And so we are... I think that's enough time for now. We will pick up with the psychic interrogation and any other kind of... Uh, important extractions next time. Oh god damn it you guys. I'm talking psychic extractions, not the not not the fun way. Oh goodbye. Say, say goodbye. Good night, Gracie. Thank you for listening to the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. For information on how to connect to our Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram, please go to chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com. We are a proud part of the Nerdsmith Network. Find more information about lots of other nerdy entertainment at nerdsmith.com. Our show is sponsored by World Anvil and Die Hard Dice. Use our Die Hard Dice discount by typing console as your checkout code and receive 15% off your next order. Thank you once again and join us again for more chaos.